0: Sorry for the raspy voice, I got allergies going on this morning, this coffee is good. With that, anyway, I just wanted to welcome you online, people wherever you're attending from, whether it be at home, the car, on the road, on vacation, we're glad that you're here. Uh, Here in just a minute, we're going to jump on the stage and join our worship team in worship. Today is graduation Sunday, we'll be celebrating our graduates at the end of service, so that'll be a lot of fun. so happy to see them begin the next stage and journey of their life. And so as we pray to get started this morning, if you'll uh, think about a loved one that maybe has a graduate in their lives and just kind of keep them in your prayers as they begin this next journey. Transitions in our lives are important, but they um, can also be kind of scary. Um, The disciples in uh, Scripture, they were about to go through a transition when Jesus was going to leave the earth, but he was preparing them, saying, my peace that's my prayer for our graduates and anybody changing seasons, is that they would have the peace of God. So let's pray before we jump on stage with the worship team. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your great mercies in our lives, for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I ask that in transitions in our lives and in the transitions of our graduates and our, our loved ones, God that you'd bring them a peace that they don't know where it comes from, but they would know uh, that it came from you, that you have provided that peace for them. Give them peace on what they're going to do next, whether it be a uh, uh, a college, a, uh, a technical school, whatever it is, God, and I pray that you guide their steps and lead them in a, in a way. Good that's
1: morning, a Christian uh, Fellowship, Jesus please stand with me. All right,
0: let's go worship God this morning. I am this so was, uh, ready to worship with
1: y'all actually in the same room. I thank all the guys in the back, the gals in the back that make online church happen, but let me tell you, there's nothing like being here. Am I right? Yes, so we're going to pray and then we're going to worship. Amen. We are excited to honor our graduates uh, today, and that will be at the at the end of the message. Um, so you have time um, to get here if you're not here yet. Let's pray and then we will worship. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all the people under this roof Lord I just thank you that they're not here by mistake they're here for a reason and a purpose and first it is to first and foremost is to glorify you and to worship you with our song with our hearts so just uh, be blessed Lord by our worship and our praise today as we lift up your name and just tell you again how much we love you and are grateful for you in our lives it's in your mighty name we pray and everybody said let's do th-
2: So we're going to introduce a a new song this morning we did for Worship Wednesday. This song is called Mercy and uh, when Corey and I first spoke about it, I told him that those could have been my words written on that paper. Like That's my story. See, I grew up in church. I grew up in a in a godly home, and and I felt God calling me at a young age, and I decided that based on what I'd seen, I didn't want that. And so for years, I just kind of did my own thing, and it got me nothing but destruction and ruin. Drugs and alcohol were nothing for me. Like, facing prison, all because of my selfishness. All because I didn't want to do what I knew God was calling me to do. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't outrun God. I don't care where you are. I don't care what your story is, what you've been through, what you're going through, what you're looking at. You are not beyond God. you are not beyond His mercy. Thank you.
3: You no.
4: Give glory to the Lord. Glory to God. God, we are all so glad. So thankful. So blessed that our freedom was not based on what we've done.
3: Jesus, your blood,
4: it not only washes us clean, God, it not only removes the debt of sin, God, every sin, all our sin, the sins we don't even know we're going to do yet, but you know, God, and that debt is cleared, that account is wiped clean by the power of the blood of Jesus. And it's not even only that, God, you didn't stop there. It's not that our debt was cleared. It's that our account was filled with the righteousness of Jesus. To overflowing, God, we are whole again. We are free indeed. We stand redeemed. The power of the blood of Jesus. We give you alone the glory. Because you alone made it possible, Jesus. In your name we pray today and celebrate. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You all may be seated, unless you're just like me and you're not ready to sit down after that yet. Or you're like the band and you can't. um, And that's okay. Uh, man, it's good to celebrate today. I want to let you guys, I was thinking just real quickly um, about something a long time ago uh, when I was an itty bitty youth pastor. Um, we talked about the fact that some that some people feel bad because they think their testimony of what Jesus saved them from isn't as cool as somebody else's. It isn't as big as somebody else's. And I was thinking about what Will said. and. The fact of the matter is, if you don't realize it, those are your words on the page as much as their will's word on the page, my word on the page. Sometimes God opens our eyes and gives us a glimpse of what it was that He saved us from. And some of us never really see that. But it took not one ounce less of the blood, not one spark less of the power to save the person who made the. Most mistakes in the world than it did. Whoever it was that made the least, and it and it doesn't matter. But just just know, Amen. whether whether you whether you realize what Jesus saved you from or not, those words are your words as much as they are anyone's words. And you have great cause to celebrate today. Um, Corey's still going to preach, so don't. You're not getting out of anything. Don't don't get excited. Um, If you are here today and you're a guest with us, welcome. Thank you for being here to worship with us today and give glory to Jesus. Thank you for adding your voice. Uh, Thank you for adding your voice online. Those of you who are there, we are glad that you are here. Uh, I want to say before I forget it today, we're going to celebrate our seniors, our graduates today. And Pastor Corey, in his inscrutable wisdom, has decided that rather than celebrating you in the middle of the service, like we originally planned, we are going to Save the best for last. Okay. So even though the video is going to tell you to come up here right now in a minute, don't 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 do that. Show that you learned something in high school. Right. Don't come up now, wait till he calls you at the end, and you will be up here. Uh, I'm going to ask our ushers to go ahead and come forward. We're going to worship uh, God with our tithes and offerings. We do that every week. If you are a guest with us, please do not feel obligated to give. Uh, for us who know the Lord, who are part of the church family, who are uh, grateful for the grace of Jesus. We give to continue to worship, to continue to celebrate, to continue to see His kingdom light go forth in this world. I'm going to pray for the offering and let them go. Uh, Lord, we just thank you again today for your goodness and your grace. May you take uh, anything that is given and multiply it with your grace as you can. Amen. Amen and amen. Uh, if you're a guest, be sure we have a gift for you on the way out today. We'll welcome you. Uh, it's on the table on the way out. Be sure to grab one of those on the way. You can sign up on one of the cards uh, and give us your info that's on the back of the chair and drop it in the offering bucket or in a bucket just to let us know that you are here. We just want to reach out and say hello, say thank you. Um, we're just glad you're here with us, and we are glad to be all together today. Uh, we love you guys. video is coming up next, and then we'll have for word. God bless you.
5: What's up, CF Paris? We are so excited that you have joined us today. We have just a few announcements for you.
6: First off, our 9 a.m. Sunday morning community group, they meet at 9 a.m back in one of the kids' classrooms. If you're not sure where, grab someone who looks like they know what they're doing, a staff member, they will direct you. But it's an incredible group. It is led by the Gregs, Greg Smith and Greg Key. And I know they are just digging in the scriptures and loving that group. So if you are interested, show up on a Sunday and check it out. You're done by 945. So you can go refill your coffee and get into church in time. Don't miss it. It is an amazing, amazing community group.
5: VBX is coming up fast and we need your help. If you can please go sign your kids up it's super easy we have a couple of different ways you can do it our main way is on our church app if you haven't downloaded it download your app and then go look for signing your kids up on there if you don't know how to get there then you can go to the surf shack it's out in the lobby and there's a qr code if you point your camera on your phone at that qr code it will take you straight there If it's still a little hard for you to get there, there is a physical piece of paper at the Surf Shack that you can sign your kids up. And while you're there, we still need volunteers. So parents, sign up to volunteer for VBX, and we would love your help. It's going to be an amazing week, and we've done a lot of work on it, so please sign up
6: event coming up on June 11th from 10 to 1130. It's going to be a catered brunch so invite your friends show it's going to be amazing. Millie Key, Pastor G's wife is going to be speaking and she's already given me a little bit of what she's going to be talking about and it is so good. So you do not want to miss that. Get it on your calendar. June 11th from 10 to 1130. There is a sign up just so we know how much food to get. So there's going to be a sign up on the app and there I think believe there's going to be a table out in the lobby. So Get signed up just so we know how much food to get, but June 11th, don't miss it.
5: Yes. Okay, now's the time for graduates. If you are graduating, please stand up. Come go around up the ramps on either side of the stage and come on the stage. We want to love on you guys and give you a round of applause and just congratulate you for graduating. Come on up. Come on up.
7: Okay. Great job. Um, Yeah, I I, I threw us all for a loop. We sat in a staff meeting and came up with this brilliant plan of having Broadway and Kimmy introduce our graduates. Yesterday, I was (laughs) looking at Melissa going, like, do you remember any reason why I have to do it in the middle, or can I do it in the ends? Did we did we decide anything at all? And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it at the end. And then got here this morning and remembered. Oh yeah, we we planned the whole thing around the middle. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, today is a, uh, a very exciting day. Yes, we are honoring our graduates. That's, that's not just our graduating seniors. If, if you're graduating uh, from any other schooling, any other area of life that uh, you want to be recognized for as well, we would love to honor you today. Um, there's something about acknowledging and honoring individuals as they step into new areas of life. It's encouraging. It builds us up. It, it, as well, it, it gives those individuals the encouragement needed sometimes to step out because, because there's a lot of life behind stepping out after a, after a close of one chapter and the opening of another. There's excitement behind it, but at the same time, there's the unknown, the uncertainty. Will we be able to leave a mark on this world? Will we be able to leave relevance behind? Will, will we be known for something or will we just die for nothing? I, I think that's each and every one of us. Every single one of us wants to be relevant within the grand scope, within this great big world that we live in. We want to be known for something. We, we want to stand for something. We, we want to leave our mark on society somewhere, somehow. Today, what I want to do is, is I want to show you what I truly believe has the greatest uh, greatest potential not only to impact the trajectory of your year, but I would go on and, and say it has the potential to impact your life both spiritually and physically in ways that you can't even begin to imagine. I had the honor this last Wednesday of uh, speaking at North Lamar's Baccalaureate, um, and so I'm going I'm to throw in a little caveat to any of my North Lamar seniors that are here um, at the present. I'm starting off with a little bit of what I said on, on Wednesday night, but don't think you can just check out. Like, that doesn't give you an excuse to just write me off and say, I heard this already. Yeah, this is the extended version of what you heard on, on. guys, look, uh, look, for the rest of you, unfortunately, like over the next four weeks, what we're going to study is what I condensed down to, I think, about 10 minutes on on Wednesday night. So so over the next four weeks, as you're hearing me pound this in, know that you could have heard it in 10 minutes. You could have gotten it and been done with it all, but here we are. Uh, today, uh, this quality, quite honestly, is the key to your physical health. It's, it's the key to meaningful relationships in your life. It's even the key to your financial potential. At the same time, not just physically, but spiritually, it's, it's the key to your spiritual strength. It's the key to any ministerial impact that you will have in life. Each and every one of us has a ministry. The ministry that you will convey through your life is directly impacted by this trait. It's the key to accomplishing your goals. It's the key to accomplishing being relevant in Christ. The good news, the good news is this quality is not based on your appearance. It's not based on your background, not based on your education. The quality is simply... Consistency. Consistency. Your consistency has more potential to impact your life than you could ever imagine. For some of you, that's scary because the immediate thought is, wow, I've probably been very inconsistent. The truth is, a lot of us are. A lot of us are very inconsistent in our lives. Inconsistent with what we eat. Inconsistent with exercise. Inconsistent in reading the word consistently. Inconsistent in our prayer time. We can't even usually get to places on time consistently. But I I take great comfort. I take great comfort in knowing that uh, an individual that wrote a A good portion of the New Testament, I I think he often found himself battling this very same issue. Romans 7.15 says this, Paul was writing and he says, I I don't really understand myself. I want to do what's right, but I don't. I don't do what's right. Instead, I do what I hate. He's telling us, he's saying, look, I, I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I want to, I don't want to do what, what's wrong, but, but that's the very thing that I end up doing. I, I, real quick, how many can be honest and say they've ever had one of those questions run through their mind? One of those thoughts, that process of, look, I'm, I've tried. I, I, I do, I want to do what's right. We uh, we're in we're in a, we're in this series talking about being relevant, relevant within the grand scope of, of this world and our idea of what relevance is. And, and last week, last week we mentioned that uh, the direction of our lives is is determined by the quality of our decisions, which uh, again another statement in and of itself is rather daunting. It's scary. But the reason it's scary is because most of our decisions are, are, are based off emotionally charged reactions. Our decisions, a lot of times, are simply emotionally charged reactions. So what we talked about last week was instead of waiting for an emotionally based problem, we're choosing now, today, with God's help, we're going to be consistent. Why does consistency matter? Why does consistency matter? Because very simply, successful people do over and over and over again what it is that, well, you and I only do occasionally. And I'm not saying that you're not successful. I'm just saying what we usually tend to to look at and epitomize. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see. It's consistency. It's the daily dribble drills. It's the daily shooting at the free throw when, when, man, you want to take that three. It's over and over and over and over and over again until you don't miss. Today what I want to do is, uh, is I want to show you in Scripture why consistency matters. And, and what I want to do is, as well, throughout Scripture, show you how we can grow in our consistency in a way that I know will honor God. I, I want to look at a Bible character who, as you read his story, you, you recognize really quickly that this was a man of consistent character. He was a consistent spiritual leader. He was a consistent relationally. He was consistent in everything he did, even in his leadership, even in his job. His name was Daniel. We know Daniel, predominantly most of us probably know Daniel from Daniel and the Lions did. Let me give you some background on Daniel. In, in around about 600 BC, the Babylonians came in and destroyed Jerusalem came in, the army of Babylon was known as a mighty army, came in, destroyed, wiped out, annihilated Jerusalem. And part of Babylonian warfare, what they did in order to uh, extend their authority and rule is they would take everybody within that culture that they just annihilated and disperse them, deport them throughout other conquered lands that they owned. They would divide families. They would rip apart. Things. Just every individual, every aspect that could hold a community together was ripped apart. There were three specific uh, deportations that the Babylonians did out of Jerusalem. And, and of those, what we end up seeing is, is a, a, not just a, a desire to go in and, and disperse or deport everybody that lived within the city. Uh, again, it was brilliant warfare in that you can't have a culture rise up if that culture no longer remembers that they're a culture. <clears throat> So they would disperse all the people, but then worse, what they would do is in deporting, they would, they would actually seek out the best and the brightest young boys, usually around about the age of 12 years old. And they did this very, very, uh, very systemically, very thought-provokingly. I mean, they came in, like thought this through, we are coming in, we are going to completely just destroy these people. By doing so, what we do is we take their best and their brightest, the people that they want to grow up to be leaders. We bring them into our culture, we teach them our ways, we teach them to eat our food, we teach them to learn our values, we teach them everything about our culture, our ways, so that their best and brightest become our teachers, our leaders. Not only does it continue to demoralize the nation that was because they're forgotten even more, but now their people help to extend our rule, our authority. I mean, horrific to think that they would come in and rip apart families, 12-year-olds being taken off. Daniel was one of these young, young 12-year-olds, removed from his family, removed from, from everything he knew growing up in Jerusalem, taken to Babylon. But, but while in Babylon, what he did is, is he stood out among the other 12-year-olds, He was brought up, he was raised up within the Babylonian culture and eventually a King Darius recognized the strength that was within Daniel, recognized the consistency, may not have known it was the consistency, but recognized young Daniel and said, there's something about this kid here that I think has potential. There's something about this guy and so I want to raise him up, I want to elevate him. Uh, as, as is what happens a lot in life, unfortunately, there were some other Babylonians that had been there forever, some people who thought that position should be their position, some people who thought, you really don't belong here, Daniel. So with every excuse that they had, they started trying to devise a plan how to, to cancel Daniel. Go through past emails Go through his social media. Seven years back, let's see. Let's look back to when when, when Babylon attacked Jerusalem. What did Daniel post? I bet you he said something. Uh, Maybe they talked to ex-girlfriends. Hey, hey, come on. Give us the skinny on this Daniel guy. Whatever it was, however they went about it, they looked throughout his life, including even going to his job, just looking at his work ethic, how a prisoner, how a man that was ripped apart from his family, now being forced to serve in the country that kidnapped him, what's his attitude like while he's at the job? Daniel 6.4 says this, they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. They said of Daniel, he was faithful, honest, and did not do anything wrong. The very people that were looking to cancel him, get rid of him, said, man, there's nothing on this guy. Faithful, he's honest, and he doesn't do anything wrong. Now now tell me this. If you walk up to me, and for whatever reason I see a dollar drops out of your pocket and I pick it up and I tap you on the shoulder and I say, Hey, excuse me, sir, you you, uh, you dropped your you dropped your dollar. Excuse me, ma'am? I mean you know, anybody could've dropped it. <laughs> Am I faithful, honest, and somebody who does absolutely nothing wrong? I don't know, we'll have to test it with the 100. <laughs> Every single one of those qualities, when you look at them, what does it take to be faithful? I can't just one time be faithful. I can't just one time be consistent, right? Consistency by very definition takes multiple actions. So these guys who didn't want Daniel getting their job, they realized the only way that they were going to be able to get him was, was through his devotion to God. So they came up with this idea. They go to the king and they say, King, man, you are amazing. Like, you know how good that law you signed in last week has been doing? I mean, like top of the charts. Right now, you're, you're, you're edging this way. Let's see this. I mean, all the good stuff. They told him everything. And they said, King, you're so good. What we think, we think that hey, for the next month, nobody should be able to give thanks, to pray, to, to, to honor anything other than you. I, I mean, like you've, you've been, you've done a lot for Babylon. I mean, we're growing. So we should honor you for the next month. And the king, he ate it up. Man, I like that. I have, I have been pretty good lately now that you mention it. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's honor me for a month. He signs a decree saying that no one shall pray to anyone else other than to the king or they will be thrown immediately into the lion's den. I mean, these guys thought it out. They knew exactly what they wanted the king to do to Daniel. Thrown to the lion's den. What does Daniel do? It says this in in Daniel 6 verse 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home, knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Daniel did what Daniel always did. Daniel consistently pursued the heart of God. How many of us would have waited for the decree to then realize, oh God, we got to cry out and figure out what's going on? (laughs) Or worse yet, how many of you would have not been bothered at all? So the leaders, the leaders, they did exactly what they were sitting and waiting, waiting to do. They, they saw Daniel. They found out that Daniel disobeyed. And so they went to the king and they said, king, you've got to throw Daniel into the lion's den. Daniel has disobeyed your decree. And, and the king was, was honestly upset with it because, again, he had grown fond of Daniel. He had already been inviting Daniel in to hear stories of of Daniel's culture from before, of of Daniel's God, and and learn different ways. And he had seen something different in Daniel. So it, it honestly broke his heart, but it was his word in writing. He couldn't go back. So Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. Scripture goes on to say... That when they pulled Daniel up out of the lion's den, again, game over. You're finished. You're going into a den of hungry lions. Like, I don't, I've seen, I've seen one, one, one wild lion in the jungle. Not in the jungle, it was in Africa. So it's not a jungle, it's a big desert plain, Serengeti. It's beautiful, but all I saw was a tail. I saw a tail. That tail? Shoot. I don't Uh uh-uh. No, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, I don't need a den of hungry lions. That one, I'm sure it was full. Like it twitched its tail and I thought, might be hungry. We're good. Let's go. In the other leader's mind, it was game over. It was done with. But scripture comes, says it, it, when they lifted Daniel, they could find no harm, no scratch, nothing on him. Daniel trusted in his God, Right? But when? When do you think Daniel learned to trust God? Down in the lion's den? Not a chance. David's faith wasn't built in the battle. His faith was built on bent knee in prayer. On bent knee before God, he consistently sought after the heart of God three times a day. Day after day, week after week, month after month, consistently sought after God. It's about our consistency. So uh, then this morning, if you find yourself inconsistent with your relationship with God, I, I, wonder, I wonder if it's because Daniel prayed consistently while you may only pray occasionally. Occasionally. Like that's, a, that's a tough question to ask. You see, because it's not what we do occasionally that makes any difference in life. It's what we do consistently. So then how do we grow consistently? I, I, I want to give you uh, three quick thoughts today on, on growing in our consistency. And the first one that I'm going to ask you to do is, is answer the question, why? Why? Why did David, or excuse me, why did Daniel, why did Daniel pray consistently? We we read in Scripture that there were Pharisees in in Jesus' time who who prayed a bunch, but Scripture tells us the reason they prayed was for outward show. They would stand on the the street corners so so everybody knew that they were Christian. Look Look how loud I pray! Look how long it is that I pray. That way you know I must be very, 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 very spiritual because I said very, 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 very. That, that wasn't Daniel. Scripture tells us he, he went into his prayer closet. He went into his prayer room. There were windows that opened to Jerusalem, but it, it wasn't an outward show. Rather, rather it was something different it was simply because he was devoted to God. Because of devotion, he chose ahead of time that he would connect with the heart of God three times a day. It was born out of devotion. I I think the reason that a lot of us oftentimes fail is because our why is oftentimes the result of desire rather than devotion. A lot of times, our why is desire rather than devotion. And there's a huge difference between the two. So, if you're gonna wanna grow in your consistency with God, you're gonna have to start with the why. Where is it that you wanna be more consistent? You, you may say, I, I wanna be closer to God. That's great. I, I wanna have a better marriage. That's awesome. I want to have financial stability. I want to quit this habit. I want to, all of them, all of them are great. But I ask you, why? I want to grow closer to God. Why? Well, I mean, that's what I've seen church people do. That's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Well, and and look, it's, Honestly, as soon as the first church person fails you, which is gonna happen, it, you're gonna quit. But what if rather your reason, your why is because, man, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the, of the enemy trying to steal, kill, and destroy me and mine. Because, because I believe that I was created for God, that I believe I was created for his glory, and because of that, I wanna serve him with everything in me. Man, that's a why. That why right there drives devotion. I want to have a better marriage. Why? Well, because my spouse is a sorry little, and I, (laughs) that ain't going to work. But if your why is, man, because, because I want to honor God with, with the vow that I made before him and before her and before her family. Because I wanna show my children a godly example of what it means to be a husband and a father. Because I wanna see generations know that there's something different. Man, that's good. I, I, I don't know if she noticed, but I'm hoping she did. That's a why. I want financial stability. Okay, why? So I can buy more things, so I can go on vacation. (laughs) Because I'm sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck because I truly believe that God has blessed me, that my steps are ordered to the Lord, and because of that, I can be financially free. Because of that, I can be generous and make a difference in the lives of others. Now we're talking about a why. Answer the why. You see, a a why reveals devotion. You need a strong why. so So that way, like in Daniel's story, when the king says you can't pray, it's then that you can stand on your why. No, I need my God now more than ever. Now, maybe even more than three times a day. You stand on your why. There's going to be days when you're going to say I don't feel like it today. But when when you know your why, you find a way. When you know your why, you find a way. When your values are clear, your decisions are, are that much easier. If you want to become more consistent, you're going to need to define your why. Daniel knew his why, his faith wasn't built in the lion's den, but rather built on consistent daily prayer. The second one that I want to talk about, and, and this sounds completely counterintuitive. I'll be upfront and honest, but this sounds terrible. So here you go uh, plan to fail, plan to not be perfect. Uh, Scripture tells us that they could find no fault in Daniel. Daniel prayed three times a day just as he did before. In the years that as before means, do you think Daniel ever missed a prayer? Come on, don't don't super spiritualize the guy. I mean, be real. Let's be honest. In in all of the years that, that Daniel was serving the kings of Babylon, Taken by King Nebuchadnezzar, now serving under King Darius, do you think that there was ever a time when the king said, I need you to do this right now, and Daniel was like, oh. He missed a prayer. Right? He was human. Something happened along the way. I guarantee you he missed it. But why are so many of us inconsistent? We tend to have an all or nothing mindset. We we fail once and think we're a failure. I didn't say plan on failure. I said plan on failing. That's an instance. That's a growth. That's a process. There's a big difference. Give yourself grace to fail. Two quick grace reminders. One being keep it simple, keep it short. Why, why simple? Because if you complicate it, you ain't going to do it. So keep it simple. Keep it short. Whatever it is you're trying to do, keep it short. Why short? Because if you try and elongate it, again, you're not going to do it. Oh, but Corey, what if I want to pray longer? I, I, awesome. Do it. Pray longer. But if I tell you to pray longer, you're not going to even start praying short. I love you, I love you. Guys, this isn't a, like, y'all are quiet today, man. But there's the the second grace reminder. The second grace reminder is if you miss a day, don't miss two. If you miss a day, don't miss two, because you're going to miss a day. Plan on it. But a momentary failure, guys, is actually just a part of the process. The problem for many is, is this illusion of perfection. And the illusion of perfection, I, I know it, it, honestly, it keeps people from getting started. Sadly, I, I've, I've heard and, and I wouldn't doubt that there's somebody here today that won't even get started in a relationship with Christ because you've already thought about the times or the what ifs of you failing. Don't let it ever stop you from starting. Don't ever confuse being consistent with being perfect. I'm going to call the the band up as I close with my third and final point. Um, The band is going to come up and then I'm going to invite our seniors up after that. But uh, let me give you point number three, guys. We start with answering the why. We plan to fail. And then I encourage you to fall in love with the process. Daniel Daniel wasn't praying because it was his duty. Daniel was praying simply because he was devoted, simply because he loved his God. Three times a day, Daniel said, I seek the Lord. That doesn't happen by accident. It's a decision made ahead of time. You see, Daniel loved the intimacy. He loved the closeness. He was consistently living his life in a way that honored God, regardless of the circumstances that surrounded him. The mistake that uh, many of us make is we obsess about the goal. I got to lose, I got to lose this amount. If I don't lose this amount, man, I, I, I failed. If I, I, I got to make it to this amount. I got I to gotta save up this amount. If, if this amount right here, I got to make it to this. And, and oh, I got to achieve this right here. If I don't make it here, then I, and all along the way, we, we imagine that we only achieve success by achieving the goal. That's why we don't obsess about the goal because that only creates inconsistency but rather we fall in love with the process. Because you're not not, not successful when, when you achieve the goal in the future. You're successful when you honor God with your today. With every step, with your life lived. I'm gonna... Invite my seniors to go ahead and, and come on up. Seniors, if you're uh, graduating this year, um, please come on up. You can make your way up uh, either, either aisle over here. We have some ramps on the side. Go ahead and come up and line up along the front. I'm going to come down here so we can face you guys. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> it's not that she doesn't like you guys. I mean, it's just Awesome. Yeah, if if you're family, a parent, anybody here and you you want to come forward and take a picture, God's not going to be offended today. I promise. <laughs> We would love for you to be able to come forward, take a photo of yours. I'm going to just real quickly share just a a couple more thoughts with you guys as you get to stand here in front of everybody. I know how much you love it. While most of y'all's exams are over, some of you are going to be facing even bigger tests than you've prepared for. You've grown up under the guidance of A mom, a dad, a a relative, uh, somebody who had influence in your life. Someone who got to play a hand, play a part in the role of the adult that you are becoming. But today, today's, not necessarily today, but this time is a time of y'all stepping up, stepping out, growing into the adult that you will be. The world would tell you, be all the you that you can be. And I would too. I I, I pray you do. I I pray that you reach for successes that we can't even begin to imagine. But I, I pray more so that each and every one of you will recognize the gift and the treasure that you are. We only see that beauty though, when we consistently seek God and his words about us. There's a passage in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, that says, for you are God's workmanship. You were created in Christ to do great works. God crafted each and every one of you specifically for such a time as this. Some days, some days it's going to feel like you're captive. But I encourage you to trust him and trust his process. Yes, yes, there'll even be days when you may hang your head in shame. But I can promise you God is always there to pick you up. He said it, Scripture says he's the lifter of our head. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. I encourage you today, choose today to define your why, answer your why. Why? In his purpose, his plans to prosper you, not to harm you, his plans to give you a hope and a future. Guys, only you can do what God has called you to do. There's nobody else who can do it, only you. I pray you consistently continue to cultivate his wisdom. Seek his wisdom no matter what tests may come. Your outcomes will be secure because his plans for you are secure. Again, you are his workmanship, created and designed for a purpose and a plan. And I pray that not only do you aim for the stars, I I pray the stars themselves are named for your impact. But that will only come through consistency. So my question to to you, as well as everybody, to all of us. But you today, seniors graduating today, what area is God calling you to be consistent in? For all of us, I I encourage you to ask yourself, what, what area is it that God is asking you to be consistent in today? Take a moment, be real with yourself. Where can I honor you more, God? Where can I be more faithful? my prayer time or, or, or my, my Bible reading. Maybe, maybe in your attitude or the way you treat people around you. Maybe even your finances, your giving. God, where do you want me to be consistent? Let him speak to you. Let him show you the values that matter to him, the values that should matter to you. And when your values are clear, your decisions through life will be easier. Choose to be consistent Ladies and gentlemen If you will please I just want to Let's stand up We're going to pray Over these graduates I know they've stood here Long enough They're ready They're done (laughs) Man God I thank you For these graduates Of 2022 I pray Lord God That you would lead them That you would guide them With every step That they take God I thank you For the strength That you've given. And Lord God, I pray, Father, though, that they wouldn't rely or lean in on their own, but they would recognize the need for your strength. Father, I I thank you for the grace, the mercy, the beauty. I love you. I thank you for the life that you have for these young ladies, for these young men. Father, I pray that you would continue to grow them up lead them, guide them, direct them Lord Jesus that they would truly be the men, the women that God is going to use to not just impact a generation Lord God but to change a world I pray that through these Lord God that we would see our community rise up that we would see our community grow Lord God because of the life of individuals represented here because of their consistency, Lord God, in their relationship with you. Father, we thank you so much for your truth in them, that they are a workmanship, a beautiful crafts piece, Lord God, designed by the crafter himself for such a time as this. Lord, we pray all this in your precious mighty name. It's in the name of your son we pray. Awesome, amen, amen, amen. Guys, we've got a a little gift that we wanna give to you. If you'll just make your way right on back down, you can grab your gift. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you all for coming out today, for honoring our seniors with us, and as well for recognizing each and every one of us in our lives. It's our consistency. I encourage you, where's the area that God wants to work in you? Ask him. He'll reveal it to you. And then step into the purpose, the plan that he has for your life. God bless you all, guys. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Sunday afternoon and the rest of the
0: week.